Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Steelers lose on Thursday night football to the New England Patriots 21-18, and it is too little, too late for Pittsburgh tonight. Welcome into a live edition of the Believe in Steelers show. It's the Steelers postgame show. I'm your host, Mark Bergen. Before we get too far along, I want to tell you about today's presenting sponsor, betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your NFL gambling needs this season. Head over to betonline.ag today. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. The Steelers lose tonight on Thursday night football, and I thought they came out flat. There was no energy at the stadium, at Acrisure Stadium, really until the second half. And you've got to have that energy from the start. I really thought Pittsburgh just dug – the Steelers dug themselves too far of a deficit early in this game. And against a good team – not a good team, but a good coach – in Bill Belichick, that's going to cost you, even when their team's 2-10. and 10, And you've got back-to-back weeks against opponents that you're favored by, and you've got to take care of business. And now the Steelers fall to 7-6, and six, and they might be the outside looking into the playoffs, depending on what else happens this weekend in the NFL. But losing two games in a row now to teams that you just shouldn't lose to is extremely frustrating. And there's really not a way to quantify this but when they say that the sideline tells the story, I just don't see any juice. I don't see any any energy, positive energy from guys that are going to consistently make plays. And I look at the first half of this game, 21 to 10. George Pickens has one target, one catch for four yards in the first half. That's a guy who's a playmaker. Why isn't he getting the ball more consistently to try to get you back in the game when you're facing a double-digit deficit, a two-score deficit? Why is Mitch Trubisky consistently throwing short of the sticks on third-down conversions? Consistently tonight. Now, I thought that the Steelers got back into the game a little bit uh, in the second half. Uh, Some plays that stuck out to me, I jotted some of them down. Connor Hayward's leap over a defender and then balancing himself along the sidelines again on a throw that Trubisky threw short of the sticks again. I thought that was pretty good. Um, Roberts deflection and Landon Roberts wasn't sure if he'd even play tonight. He gets a key deflection, right place, right time. Michael Walker intercepts it, almost runs it back for a pick six. That didn't happen. Uh, It sets up the Steelers for good field position and they're not able to get any points, and they go for it on fourth down. I don't fault Mike Tomlin for being more aggressive to try to beat Bill Belichick. In in seasons past, Tomlin would say, hey, you know, we'll take our three, and we'll be very conservative. But he goes for it there because you've got to get six. You have to get a touchdown with a two-score deficit. You're deep into Patriots territory. So then the Steelers get, I believe it was a three and out, and then they get the punt block by Miles Killebrew, his second of the season. His first one was uh, against the Baltimore Ravens, and that sets up good field position for the Steelers. And then they're able to punch it in. Um, 
Darnell Washington with the reception for the first down on that drive too. Why not utilize him more? He's huge. They call him Mount Washington and he's a mismatch. He looks bigger than any of the linemen out on the field. And it's going to be scary if he gets the ball. It seems like every time the Steelers throw Darnell Washington the football, he's lumbering for a first down. Why not get him the ball more frequently? Um, I know Trubisky connected with Deontay Johnson for a touchdown, and then Trubisky had a rushing touchdown on a sneak as well. Trubisky will get you a touchdown per half. I said that going into this game. He'll get you a touchdown per half, but beyond that, it's amazing to me that tonight that Steelers fans at Akersher Stadium, and I saw signs with this too, were calling for Mason Rudolph considering how fans didn't want Mason Rudolph several years ago. Now, I don't think Mason Rudolph is really going to solve much of anything with the problems with this offense. But I'll say this, if you give Trubisky another game, filling in for Kenny Pickett and he struggles like he did tonight, I would then maybe consider giving Mason Rudolph a shot before Kenny Pickett comes back later this month. And I don't know if it'll be on the 23rd. I believe that's against the Bengals. Uh, let me get the schedule up, but I know the Bengals and the Seahawks are kind of the uh, two target dates of when Pickett could potentially return. The Bengals on the 23rd, maybe the Seahawks on New Year's Eve on December the 31st. Pickett won't go against the Colts next week. Uh, a Saturday game as well for Pittsburgh. So they have time to recoup because uh, Alex Highsmith left tonight's game with a neck injury. Nick Herbig had his opportunity tonight. Marcus Golden, I know, gets into the mix for the Steelers, too. So I want to see Alex Highsmith back out on the field. But, like, this offense, it's just the same problems, and you don't have Matt Canada as a scapegoat anymore. It's really that simple. You've got an offense that's just – it's its brutal right now. It's absolutely brutal. And when you go down multiple scores, it's almost the nail on the coffin. And I know the Steelers almost fight and clawed their way back. Um, we're about – five, six minutes in, and I will say this. I think it was the Steelers' second-to-last drive when they draw what appeared to be an encroachment penalty on the Steeler, or, or on the Patriots' defender, and the Patriots' defender knew he was the one who jumped, and the referee still got the call wrong. It was terrible, egregious. The officiating has been terrible this season, and I think the NFL is really going to have to look at how can the referees be held more accountable because wins and loses cost people jobs straight up in this league. And I'm not going to say that that was the determining factor of tonight's game, but I do think that it played a factor. I certainly do. Now on the fourth down conversion where Mitch Trubisky is trying to throw it to Deontay Johnson on a go ball on a fourth and short, if you're going to go for the home run ball, you've got to make the play. And Trubisky didn't even give Deontay Johnson a chance. It looked like Deontay Johnson had maybe a half step, a step on his defender. But if you don't give him a chance to catch the football and to draw a defensive pass interference penalty, the Patriots get off the field. And is that really your best play, the home run ball, to convert and to move the chains? How can Trubisky make that read to say, yep, I'm going to go to Deontay on a go route there instead of a hitch, a quick slant, a rub route, 
something different, something to where uh, your man can get open underneath. And I look at the box score tonight, and when I look at when I look at the fact that Pickens had one catch in the first half for four yards, and let's see what he finishes with. But it's like, okay, if you're not going to two Pickens, are you going to Deontay? Deontay had three catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. George Pickens, five catches for 19 yards. How are they using him in this offense? So he gets four catches in the second half, but it's everything underneath, and the defender's right on top of him immediately. Where is the creativity with this offense? And again, you like to see the fight in the second half. The crowd finally came alive. You got the crowd and the home field advantage back into it, but it was too little too late. Where's that same energy in the first half with this Pittsburgh Steelers team? Right from the jump, coming off a week where you got embarrassed at home by the Cardinals, by another two-win team. And I'll tell you this right now, too. There's no NFL team that tanks, and Bill Belichick has Mike Tomlin's number in the head-to-head series. That That's not a hyperbole either. But the Patriots didn't really want to win tonight's game considering – They come in with one of the top two picks, meaning that they're in position to either get Caleb Williams or Drake May in the NFL draft because Mac Jones isn't the guy. Bailey Zappi throws three touchdowns in the first half against this defense, and the defense played better in the second half. But again, the clock became your enemy. You were facing a clock deficit just as much as you were the point differential in the second half against this Patriots team. And that, to me, was the most frustrating part of tonight's game where it's just like as soon as the Steelers went down two scores, you knew that an uphill battle at best, the running game can't get going. Trubisky had eight carries, 30 yards, a touchdown on the sneak. Najee Harris, 12 carries for 29 yards. That's 2.4 yards a carry. Jalen Warren, seven carries, 11 yards. The Patriots' defense isn't terrible. I'll say that because even during that three-game losing streak that they had, they allowed like less than 30 points. It's the uh, least amount of points allowed in a three-game losing streak dating back to decades ago. So I'm not saying that the Patriots are a good team. I don't think their defense is, is complete trash. I'll say that. But the Steelers in the first half, it's just like, what are you doing? I really don't get it. And again, your scapegoat of Matt Canada, you can't point to. Like, if there's any silver lining for the Steelers tonight, it might be this. Say what you want about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is definitely a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> and that's really not saying much, but Kenny Pickett is 100% a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky is. And if Trubisky continues to struggle, I'd give Trubisky another game. I wouldn't have yanked Trubisky tonight either. You can't do that on a shortened week. But if Trubisky struggles in the next game on Saturday against the Colts, extended time to prepare for your opponent. And in the following week, looking ahead at the schedule against the Bengals, if Trubisky struggles again next week, Mason Rudolph, here's your opportunity to prove yourself as a starter again. Because can it really get much worse than this in all seriousness? Because we're going back to the same problems with the broken offense that we've seen time and time again. I mean, you look at these team stats tonight. Steelers won time of possession, which I'm always big on. 
but 264 yards. Are you serious? How are you supposed to win football games this way? And it looked good in, in game one with uh, Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan. Looked good in the first game. They get 400 yards, first game without Matt Canada, but now back-to-back weeks where we've had a bigger sample size. And you lose to teams that you're heavily favored over, and you look flat in front of your home fans. There, I would love if anyone was at the game tonight at Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh, even if you're watching this show here on the Believe in Steelers show retrospectively, leave a comment and like on TV, it just looked like quiet quiet like it there just seemed to be no energy and it's like what were you supposed to cheer for and and if you booed you have every right to boo because it was back-to-back weeks of just bad performances against bad teams and playing down to bad teams when you're supposed to be playing your best football this time of year trying to make a playoff push because, you know, I've said this, even if the Steelers would make the playoffs, this this offense is so bad, you're not going to do anything once you're there. But you at least wanted to be starting to trend in the right direction to give yourself a shot. And now you're going to be fighting for like a seventh seed in the wild card round because you can't take care of business against teams that you should beat. You should beat the Cardinals at home. You should beat the Patriots, who by all accounts are trying to get either Caleb Williams or Drake May? Like, straight up, if you're a Patriots fan tonight, you're probably not happy that your team won. Yeah, you you get AFC supremacy for what was relevant 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago when these two teams were fighting for contention in the AFC. So, back-to-back weeks, no. And we, we can kick Mike uh, uh, Matt Canada while he's down, but there's got to be something. And whether it's Mike Tomlin, whether it's the, the offense, his reg- the offense hasn't progressed at all. I've said this on this show over and over again, that the offense this season needed to be where it ended in the 2022 season and you build up from there. I'd argue that they've been even worse. I'd argue that they've been even worse this year. Let me get to some comments. Thank you to the people tuning in right now. I appreciate it. And thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers post-game show. Russ checking in. He's a regular saying, Mark, third and two, run the ball. You have two downs to pick up two yards. I Hard for me to argue with that. Hard for me to argue with that. I know you're fighting the clock, and the Steelers' offense had to use uh, timeouts. They only had one timeout left late in the game. But, yeah, run the ball twice to pick up, to move the chains, to move the chains. Russ, I'm with you there. Um, Russ also checking and saying, Pickens had reason to be frustrated. He was wide open in the end zone. Mitch didn't see him. I think Mitch missed a lot of open receivers tonight. And then, again, consistently, the checkdowns. Throwing short of the sticks on third downs. I understand that there's sometimes where you give your receiver an opportunity to try to pick up the first down if that's what's open, if that's what the defense is giving you. But when you see that continually, when you're facing a deficit, at certain points you got to take chances and opportunities. And when check down short, short on third downs 
over and over and over and over again drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, a lot of people uh, Q checking in couldn't capitalize on the turnover. Absolutely. Michael Walker's interception, the crowd's back into it. You're deep into Patriots territory. And I'll say this too, I understand why Mike Tomlin went for it there because of how much the offense had struggled to that point. He's probably figuring, I don't know if my offense is going to be able to move the ball down the field to give myself an opportunity to put up a touchdown again. So I actually do understand. And, and when he went for it on the fourth down on the sneak, I thought that was a pretty good call too. These are adjustments Mike Tomlin and calls Mike Tomlin hasn't made in previous seasons. It's been typically very conservative, but he went for it tonight and I understand why he did, but you have to execute after a certain point and you try to flip it to Jalen Warren. And again, throwing short of the sticks that probably drove me the most nuts tonight watching this game. If I'm rewatching the tape, hmm, we're going to put some things in where if it's a third down conversion or a key fourth down conversion, rub routes, pick plays, route combinations, beyond the chains, move the chains. Drove me crazy tonight. Drove me absolutely crazy tonight. Victor saying none of our quarterbacks see the field. Oh. <laughs> Victor, thank you for checking in and thank you for watching. That comment makes me really funny. Tommy's saying, yeah, Kenny is better than Mitch Trubisky. Let me say this about Mitch, too. You're paying him between 5 and $6 million for the next several years. You have an out with him in 2024. If he continues to perform like he does, do you want to pay Mitch Trubisky a premium to hold a clipboard for you when Kenny Pickett's healthy back playing? Because I don't. So here's what I do if I'm Omar Khan and company with the Steelers. Kenny Pickett's going to come back next year. Uh, he'll come back this year. You see what you've got with him. He's still in year two. He's on the third year of his rookie deal. You bring in a new offensive coordinator outside the organization, fresh blood. The new OC tries to get Kenny right. I'm not saying abandon Kenny. Let me preface what I'm going to say with that. But you say, hey, we're going to save two or three million bucks Mitch Trubisky can walk. Hey, Mason Rudolph, if you want to come back, you can serve as the backup. You draft and develop a quarterback in the mid to late rounds. Eagles did it with Jalen Hurts, and they already had Carson Wentz. The 49ers did it with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. They got rid of the third overall pick in Trey Lance. Cowboys did it with Dak Prescott back in the day. If Kenny Pickett cannot handle another quarterback competing and developing on this roster. He's not cut out to be the Steelers franchise quarterback long-term anyways. So that's what I do to get Kenny right, to bring in a little bit of competition, to develop a young quarterback, and to say if Kenny Pickett's the guy, he's got some competition behind him because if he gets hurt again, where he's got like 24 starts, and he's had to leave the game and not finish the game in like four or five of them, you have someone who's at least capable. Why am I paying a premium for Mitch Trubisky when what he's demonstrated in a Steelers uniform is that, hey, I'll get you six in the first half. I'll get you six in the second half, maybe a field goal. But beyond that, the defense is going to have to play its butt off. And we're going to have to play perfect defensively and almost perfect from a special team standpoint. That's not a winning recipe in the NFL. 
And I don't expect Mitch Trubisky to be, I don't know, an elite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. I don't expect him to be that. But he is getting paid a premium to be a very good backup, and we haven't had premium performance from Trubisky as a backup. It's, It's just the truth. It's just the truth. So again, if I'm con, who's the quarterback in, say, the third, fourth, fifth round and beyond that you like, that you bring in, who eventually serves as the backup and could usurp Mason Rudolph, but that you can bring in? Like, you know, a lot of Steelers fans have pointed this out of, wouldn't it be great if they still had Josh Dobbs on this roster? And if Kenny Pickett worked out, Right now, if he stayed healthy, I don't think we'd even be entertaining this conversation. But I'd give Mitch Trubisky maybe one or two more weeks, but you're getting plenty of sample size. You had four starts from him a year ago. He fills in tonight. And do you like what you've seen? He's got 50-plus career starts. We know what Mitch Trubisky is as a quarterback at this point in this league. We have the sample size. So I, I, I would start him against the Colts again. But if he struggles in the in the first half, second half, we've got extra time to prepare. Hey, Mason Rudolph, here's your chance. And I'm not saying Mason Rudolph's going to save the Steelers' season, but I can at least see what we have because tonight wasn't good enough. It it was not good enough. If they even get decent quarterback play, you win tonight against Bailey Zappi, Mitch Trubisky versus Bailey Zappi. No one expected that when this game was scheduled at the start of the season. Yeah, I'm seeing some people right now, too, saying, what about Tomlin? What about Mike Tomlin? Can we have a losing season first? I understand we're very frustrated after back-to-back weeks, frustrating losses. Let him have a losing season first before we even entertain him to say, let's ride him out of town. And it has not looked perfect, but Eddie Faulkner, Mike Sullivan, play caller, offense coordinator, respectively, you're going to have a new OC next year. You're going to have a new OC to try to get Kenny Pickett right. And you still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. You can still turn things around. Gardner Minshew against the Colts uh, next week. The week after that, you get the Bengals against their backup and Jake Browning. You don't have to go up against Joe Burrow, Seattle, and then Baltimore. And like, look, Baltimore, you'd expect to beat the Steelers right now with the way that Pittsburgh's playing. Throw out the record with that rivalry, though. So you still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. Now, once you do, assuming that you do, I really don't expect much from the Steelers team, given with how they've played uh, offensively this year. But that's where you're at. That's where you're at. Um, Steven saying, so we can go nine and eight for the next five years. Yeah, I, I mean, look, we'll see. Let's see how the Steelers finish this season. And if you're watching, what do you think the record will be down the stretch? I would like to think that if you have extra pe- time to prepare for the Colts, that you can beat the Colts. Heck, I'd have liked to think that tonight you'd beat the Patriots, but what do I know? What do I know? Um, Brent checking in saying, hilarious, you keep talking about having a shot against backups, yet they've lost to backups already this year. I hope they lose out, get a better quarterback in the draft. Brent, I'm wondering if you're a Steelers fan, to lose out, like, look, the Steelers aren't going to draft a quarterback in the first or second round, given the capital with the 20th pick that they set that they spent selecting Kenny Pickett. And it's going to be a little bit tough too, 
or if you want to run Kenny Pickett out of town because he's got the Pittsburgh connection. Give Kenny Pickett the benefit of the doubt of, let's see what he could do with the new OC next year. Let's see what Kenny Pickett could do when he comes back from his injury this year. Get a large sample size instead of knee-jerk reaction of embarrassing back-to-back losses because it has been bad, no doubt. And I know Kenny Pickett has like six touchdowns this year. I am well aware of how bad it's been. I'm well aware. But how do you regroup next week against Indianapolis? That's what we're focusing on right now. People running, wanting to run Talman out of town. That's not a conversation I'm going to entertain on this channel. Let's have Mike Talman have a losing season first. Because if you talk with people who know football, and I'll tell you guys a quick story and I'll wrap here. When we had John McClain on, we've had him on this show twice. Houston Chronicle. He's covered the league for 50 years. And the Steelers have been up and down since I've been doing this show at the start of the 2019 season. And we have John on, and he says, look, if for whatever reason the Steelers wanted to part ways with Tomlin, there would be half the league lining up to hire him by sundown on the same day. So careful what you wish for if you want to run Mike Tomlin out of town. Because, yeah, back-to-back losses against terrible teams, poor performances, all of that. There's a reason it's a 17-game regular season. And we'll see how the Steelers regroup next week against the Colts. You got to back up against the Colts, Gardner Minshew, back up against the Bengals with Jake Browning, Seahawks on New Year's Eve, Ravens to close the season. You got a four-game stretch, and I think two of those are very winnable games. The other two are kind of coin flips. And yeah, you can be frustrated tonight if you want to, that's just the honest truth. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I hope all of you have a great rest of your nights. Ike and I will be back in the morning. Thank you for watching Believe in Steelers. My name is Mark Bergen. Patriots winners tonight, 21 to 18. Hope all of you enjoy the rest of your nights. Take care. So long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.